Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, everyone. Michael Fanning here, and welcome to the Ask a Coach Windermere podcast. And today, I want to talk about some change that's happening in our industry, and specifically here in the Northwest, in the Northwest MLS, and in Washington State. Uh, there's some significant changes that are happening due to buyer broker agency agreements and how the buyer's agent is going to have to show up uh, as we move forward starting January 1. And I'm not here to talk about the ins and outs of the of the forms or the uh, the service agreements or any of the legal ramifications of it. What I'm here to talk about today is really change and a process to allow that change to benefit you. And here's what I'm going to tell you is in this industry, it's really important that we lead through change. And leading through change means simply this. There's going to be change. There's always change. Change is either going to negatively impact you or positively impact you. And you're the person that has control over that on how you have a perspective of how you're going to navigate it. And what we find is that in our industry, unfortunately, we have a lot of agents right now and a lot of companies for that matter who are looking at this um, and they're not taking it seriously. So when I think about being a real estate agent, you know, you have to ask yourself, are you on demand or are you in demand? When you're on demand, it really means that you're coming from a place of scarcity. You're coming from a place of being reactionary. You don't have a set process or system in place. And you're really living off of, 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 an, of a world of fear, right? Versus when you're in demand, it means that you have people that will wait for you. You have people that trust you. You have uh, really, really great, strong relationships. And you are now sought after, meaning you're so good you can't be denied. So how does that happen? It happens simply by having competence. Competence in what you do. And you know, you think we're we're a professional industry that interact with people that have one of the biggest transactions going on in their life, yet we have a large population of our industry, unfortunately, that is not really great at what they do. And many times it's just a lack of being present in the moment to say, okay, there's change happening. How competent am I with the change? And one of the things I will tell you, the people who have great competence, it comes from having great confidence. And confidence comes from practice. Confidence comes from being able to do hard better. In fact, there's a great video that I will put a link to in this podcast uh, from Cara Lawson, who is the Duke women's basketball coach. And I'll just put a link to the video. I, I highly suggest you watch it because what she says in there is, you know what? Things aren't easy. They aren't. You just have to learn how to do hard better. Right. And if we want to get better at anything, we've got to understand that, you know what, if you're going to make change, it's not uphill. To, it's not easy at, right off the bat. 
any change you're going to create to get better is going to start off hard. And the more you do it, the more consistency you have, the better you get. But here's the challenge that we see with the, here's the challenge we see with, with what's happening right now. So uh, when you think about confidence and competence, I'm going to give you three different percentages. I'm going to give you 5%, 15%, and 80%. And whenever we have change, and by the way, you can, you can do some research on this. There's a great book out there by Jeff Olson called The Slight Edge. Um, and only a small number of our realtors, right, are really living in that 5% or what we call the rare air. A large portion of the real estate agents are living in that 80%. And that 80% is simply this. It's, I can't do it. It's hard. And so, you know what? I'm just going to stick my head in the sand. And then there's a portion of agents, about 15%, that said, we can do it, but not well. I'll give you an example. You know, you know buyer broker service agreements have been around for 30 years. And when we do classes and we teach, there's people that say, well, I do it once in a while. I don't do it all the time. I'm not really good at it. That makes up about 15%. We can do it, but not well. Then there's this group that says, you know what? We're competent with it. We're focused. We have a process. We have a system. We have knowledge. That's about 5% of our population. Here's my challenge for all of you listening to this podcast today. I want you to be that 5%. I want you to be that 5% that show up and do the process in the system exactly the same way every single time with competence. Because when you show up with that level of competence and confidence, your clients feel it. And that's how you become in demand, not on demand. And here's what I'll tell you. There's a very small number of realtors that do more than 50 to 60 transactions a year. A large portion of our industry, unfortunately, typically do somewhere between two and seven transactions a year. And I have to tell you, if you are a heart surgeon, only doing two to seven heart surgeries a year, there's a small chance that I would hire you to, uh, to take care of me. And so I want to ask how many of you are thinking about this change and adapting to it? And here's what I'll tell you. And this is just a simple quote from Charles Darwin. He says, change. It's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the one more responsive to change. So how responsive to change are you right now? And a large portion of our industry is basically sticking their head in the sand and just saying, well, you know what? It's going to happen. We'll kind of figure it out. And that is not a good place to be. So I want to share with you some stats, and this is a survey of buying decisions. And so one of the things we find is that when you become in demand, it's how you show up with value. And if you survey buyers, just not just in real estate, but just across the board, here's what we find, right? And I want you, I want you to ask yourself as you listen to this podcast, where are you focusing your attention right now? So we know that 5% of buyers will pay the most, meaning that when they want to buy a product, they're going to seek out the best possible product and they're more than willing to pay the most. Um, and you want to take great care of these people that are in your database that are those type of individuals. The next group, they always want a discount meaning that they are not happy unless they're getting a discount uh, for the service that they're getting. And this makes up about 15% of the buying population. We tend to focus here most often in the real estate world, and we actually create uh, this, uh, this problem in uh, dealing with these individuals. These are people that, you know what, I need to be willing to walk away from. And then there's what's called 80%. This 80% will easily pay if they perceive your value, meaning do you bring value to the table? And if you bring value, I'm in that boat, right? If I'm getting a service of some kind or even a product and it's great and it's high quality and I perceive the value, I'm willing to pay for it. 
So my question for all of you in engaging with your clients, how many of you are focusing on that 80% or how many of you are focusing on that 15% that you should be walking away from, right? So let's talk about this. So, you know, buyer broker service agreements are not new. They've been around for 30 years. In fact, do you know there's 14 states that have been using consistently buyer broker service agreements, uh, South Carolina, New Hampshire, Vermont, Virginia, Maryland, Hawaii, Iowa, Idaho, Minnesota, Missouri, North Carolina, Nebraska, Alaska, and Arizona. And so, you know, I can be teaching in some of these arenas and they look at me and say, why are you guys panicking about these buyer broker service agreements? I mean, we've been doing it for a long time. So it's not news. It's not new news, if you will. They've been being used for a long time. But here's the challenge, right? The reason why we have these challenges is because as an industry, as a whole, a large portion or a large population of our industry is not committed to excellence. We are card-carrying members of mediocrity and we do what's expected or less. And because of, we've been doing that, here's the challenge, right? There's some reasons why consumers don't trust us as real estate agents. And I'll tell you this, if you think about your process, you think about the process that you use, which we'll talk about here in a minute, if you will solve the challenge of their uncertainty and address their fears, good things happen, right? And so my, 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 I guess my challenge for all of you listening to this podcast is, are you willing to get better? So let's talk about the challenges. First one is a conflict of interest, right? There's a conflict of interest. They think we're working and we're only person we're, we're lo looking out for is ourselves. So to avoid this perception Agents should openly discuss their commission structures with clients and emphasize their commitments to finding the best solutions for the clients and the benefit of such a relationship. How many of you in your process have the ability to articulate that? That's a big one. The next one is this, lack of transparency, right? You know, for so, for so long, we've done a poor job of talking about how we get paid and what we do to get paid. Agents can build trust by being transparent about all aspects of the transaction, including uh, any potential drawbacks or challenges. Providing clients with all available information empowers them to make informed decisions, right? We want to move away from that, you know, that lack of transparency. And the last one is inadequate communication, okay? If you want to build trust, agents should establish clear communication channels with their clients and provide regular updates, being responsive to clients' inquiries and addressing concerns promptly can go a long way in fostering trust with your clients. So do you have integrity in those three areas? Do you have a process that addresses those? So what we'll talk about is the resources for your success in these areas to move forward, to navigate through this change and lead through this change. So the first one is simply education. Folks, understand your value. I wanna talk about that. The next one is process and quality of your dialogues. And third but not last is simply practice and scheduled practice. So let's talk about this. So the first one is education. So for those of you listening uh, through Windermere, folks, we have phenomenal education. And by the way, we've gotten in front of this for so long. We've been talking about this for a while. In fact, even in, uh, in our Ninja installations, we've always talked about using a buyer agency agreement, right? A buyer broker service agreement. And so we have the Dimco Law Firm. If you go to the Windermere Hub, there are phenomenal classes you can take. In fact, we just did an event not too long ago uh, where Lars Nesty taught it, Dave Daniels. I mean, we are teaching these classes on agency law, 
right? And the changes that you are facing. We also have a tool inside the hub called Perspectives, uh, explaining the importance of signing a buyer agency agreement with your clients and doing it every single time. We have a phenomenal class that Cassie Walker Johnson is teaching on the entire process from start to finish and using buyer agency agreements. Uh, and then we even do, uh, we even had a, a coaching podcast, right? The power of using a buyer agency agreement 100% of the time. Folks, there's so much education that's there, but the question is, are you tapping into it? Take advantage of the tools and classes and the resources. And here's what I'm gonna tell you, convert your knowledge into understanding. What's the difference? You know, a lot of times in our industry, unfortunately, we go to one class, we listen to one talk, we listen to one podcast, and now we have knowledge. Knowledge does not empower you. What empowers you is understanding. Learn your forms, learn the information from the inside out. I'll tell you this, if you can't explain it, you don't understand it. If you want more confidence, increase your competence, right? Through converting your knowledge to understanding by practice and learning. Is that scheduled into your week? Are you learning those things? So that's one. The next one is this. Think about all the benefits of the various uh, um, organizations you're a member of. So for example, National Association of Realtors, right? And there's, you know, there's some things going on right now. And I got to tell you, I got to look to the things that I can control. Uh, can I control uh, the appeal, the appeals to uh, Superior Court uh, for what's going to happen with the recent lawsuit? No, I can't control that. Can I control interest rates? No, I can't. But what I can do is I can look at the fact that I'm a member of the National Association of Realtors and what are the benefits that it brings to the table. How many of you right now can finish this sentence? I am a better real estate professional because NAR helped me with X. I was on call not too long ago with Matthew Farrar. We were exchanging emails. And this is something that he talked about. What if this was an exercise in your office where you guys talked about this? Uh, personalize it. Do you use NAR data? Do you use the reports? Do you use their research? Do you appreciate its, its lobbying and how it helps our buyers and sellers, right? Um, in fact, do you understand its support for the MLSs? If we did not have MLSs, what would be happening? In fact, there's some great resources if you go to the National Association of Realtors website where you can get educated and use some of these tools to educate your clients. And I love this. And this comes from a gentleman who's with Windermere's name is Mark Kitabachi. And, you know, he understands NAR in, in, in depth. And uh, he said this, you know, I'm a member of NAR. Let's say that. And maybe you're saying that. But here's the thing. You don't get fit by having a gym membership. You get fit by using the gym every single day. Folks, just because you pay uh, into National Association of Realtors, do you understand the benefits of what it does and how that entity supports us and allows us to be as successful as we can, allows us to have ethics, code of ethics, standards by how we're going to operate so that we can be uh, more professional with our clients, how it benefits our clients in home ownership um, in terms of the legislature. I want you to understand it. So a good thing to do is to go to their website and get and get get educated and understand the, the benefits there. The other one is this, folks, you have to have a process. When I work with buyers, when I work with sellers, do I have a process? And the quality of your dialogue around your value. And one of the things I would recommend is the Ninja Selling is the Ninja Selling uh, book. If you don't uh, yet, if you haven't read it, if you haven't taken the Ninja Installation, I highly recommend you get in there. But here's one thing I want you to think about. Are you using what we call the 10-step buyer process? It's Appendix A of the Ninja Selling Book. And in fact, if you've taken Ninja, there's been some updates to that buyer process uh, if you've taken the class. 
Um, but we call this Act One, a really great consultation. And in that consultation, one of the things we recommend is having what we call an education day. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second. The next one is having power shift dialogues. Folks, many times in our industry, we are psychologically groveling for business because we don't have confidence, we don't have competence, and that shows up in energy, that shows up to our, our clients. And when they're feeling us not being confident, they feel the same way. And so one of the things we talk about is in your Ninja 10-step process, specifically in step four, when you're introducing your documents and your, your buyer book and your agency pamphlets, is this is when you would bring in the buyer broker service agreement. And, you know, you would say, hey, you know what? We're going to offer you an education day. That's where we get to go out and you get to uh, we get to get to know each other. And, you know, if you look at the if you look at the legality of using a buyer broker service agreement, it says within reasonable time within your process. So this is very much how you might run this. But, you know, I'd say, hey, after the education day and we get to know each other, you know, one of three things will happen. Uh, number one, we may decide to work together, in which case we sign agreement and we agree to the terms of the buyer broker service agreement. Right. And we go to we go to work for each other. And in fact, I only work with four to five buyers at a time and I work with those who are willing to commit to me and I'm willing to commit to you. That could be one thing that happened. Uh, number two, you may decide not to hire me. I might not be the right fit for you. And that's perfectly OK. And number three, if I feel that I'm not able to help you achieve your goals, are you going to be okay if I let you know that? Folks, that's a power shift. And what you're doing is you're letting that buyer know that just as much as they're thinking about maybe working with you is that you've got to make sure that you can work with them. And this is a cohesive relationship where we're going under contract together. And there's things with that contract that benefit you and benefit the buyer. And are you able to articulate that? And so to do that, you then move on to having a process in the dialogues. How many of you are aware of your buyer five points of value that you bring to the table that solidify the value of how you're going to help that buyer not only just find a home, but successfully negotiate on the home and successfully close? You know, there's all these negotiating points uh, that are there for the buyer. There's contingencies that have to be removed. There's inspections. There's all types of things that are happening that they need a professional with them. And so are you able to articulate that? Your buyer five points of value. And then a value clarification question, which we teach this in Ninja. It's very simple. Let me ask you this. Do you believe house to sell for a fixed price or a range of value based on the knowledge and the negotiation skills of your realtor? Folks, there's a big myth out there that there's a fixed price in real estate. Everything is negotiable. And do you have somebody who's negotiating in your corner that has your best interest in mind? Okay. And that's what we're talking about. And so if you think about those five points of value, you know, I have five points that will help you to successfully uh, purchase the home of your dreams. And those things are, we have a buyer process. We have a consultation, act one. Uh, we have an offer strategy. We're going to help you build the best possible offer to put you in a power position. We maximize your exposure. We want to make sure that we're showing you everything and you're seeing all your options out there as it pertains to real estate. Uh, we're going to negotiate on your behalf. We're going to understand what the negotiation dynamics are, and we're going to manage your transaction from the beginning to the end. And then once we close, it doesn't stop there. I am now your real estate trusted advisor, and I'm a resource for you for everything real estate. Do you have that down? Do you have that dialogue down? If you don't have that dialogue down, you want to get into a ninja installation. You want to start getting in, maybe even into coaching and figuring out how you can do this. You know, within when you're coaching, we help our coaching clients understand how to have these processes really dialed in, you know, and your investment for this level of service is X. And you got to determine what you're willing to work for. 
And folks, it's not a fee. Can we stop saying fee? This is an investment that a buyer is going to make to make sure they procure a professional real estate agent to help them navigate this process. Okay, that's exactly what's happening. And here's what I'll tell you. All other industries do the same thing. You know, you look at um, lawyers, you look at doctors, there's contracts and things that we sign and things that we agree to, to work with professionals. Why do we not do this in the real estate world? Um, and then the other one is, what does a buyer broker service agreement do? Let's just walk through these. And these are, thank you to Matthew Farrar. Uh, he kind of shared some of these with me, but I want to walk you through a few of these. A buyer service agreement, folks, it isn't new. They have been around for 30 years. Here's another thing. A buyer service agreement is just like any other contract, except it has your best interest in mind too. Okay. We're going to, so we're going to sign a contract. A buyer service agreement helps you manage your time and commitments by qualifying prospects and giving consumers a clear expectation that you're a professional worthy of compensation like other professionals. A buyer service agreement gives the consumer a peace of mind that they won't there won't be any surprises because it spells out areas of the relationship that would remain unclear otherwise, okay? A buyer service agreement isn't any different than a listing agreement. The more you use it, the easier it is to effectively create valuable business relationships. So I want you to keep that in mind. And here's the other thing. It matters how you frame this story. And uh, if you think about the book, The Gap in the Game by Dan Sullivan, you know, uh, we're highly suggestible as human beings. And so are you framing your story on the gap or are you framing your story on the gain as a buyer's agent? And I'll give you an example. So some agents, because of lack of competence, lack of practice, lack of knowledge, are going to say this. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, I'm sorry you, ha you have to sign this, but it's a change that's happening in our industry, and now we are all required to do it. Why on earth would you frame that conversation in that way? But I hear people that are going to do it that way. Um, and, and we'll coach you out of it, but that's not the way to do it. As opposed to saying something along these lines, some positive changes have occurred recently with a buyer broker service agreement that protects the consumer and the realtor. I would love to go over the benefits with you. And our goal is after our education day, if we feel we can work together, we'll be signing that agreement. I want you to think about how are you framing this story to your clients? It's very, very important. Okay. Uh, remember, you get to set the tone. Have a perspective of abundance is the key here. It really is the key here. And so I just, I just want to end this podcast with this, is that you guys know your resources get the education, take the classes, understand that this change is positive and it's going to benefit our industry. It's going to benefit our clients and it's going to make us better. And folks, things that change aren't always easy, but you got to do hard better, right? Change is constant. We can't all get better. And I'll tell you this, this is from Abraham Maslow. He says, in any given moment, we have two options to step forward into growth or to step back into safety. Okay. I want to keep, want you to keep that in mind. Um, and again, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. I want you to embrace this change that's happening. I want you to get the education. There's a lot of resources out there. In fact, I will drop that video 
uh, from the Duke basketball coach into the, in the show notes. I'll also put a link in there for some resources for all of you as it pertains to the National Association of Realtors. And we always like to end these podcasts by saying, hey, thank you for listening. Uh, if you found this information helpful, please give us a rating. Please feel free to share it. If you've got other ideas for us for the podcast, reach out to me directly at fanning at windermere.com. And we'll always end these like we always do by saying, hey, be awesome and help somebody. And folks, make it a great day. just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.